don't believe in fairy tales, we might see the giant fairy tale of all time. Melbourne scored! Melbourne scored in the corner! One kick, one moment in time. It looks to me as oh, and it still work. Wow. He hits it, he's got it! He's got the fair goal! He's got the premiership! He has gone from, as I said, a captain to a legend, and probably rugby league immortality. Which captain becomes a legend this year? We can't wait to find out. It's the Run to the Finals podcast. Round 26 for Big League Magazine. We're there. We're nearly at the semifinals. It's so close. We're brought to you by Slater and Gordon. If you've got a legal issue to tackle, give them a call on one 800 Maria Chialis, the editor of Big League Magazine, and Pam Miley, the senior writers, uh, uh, in again. Welcome, girls. How are you feeling about spring is here and we're all ready to go for semifinals? Spring is here. Round 26. Oh, I'm Woo-hoo. so excited. Pam's wearing pink lipstick. Woohoo! Got to celebrate. <laughs> Woo! What, the small sorry, victories sorry, in what life. Are we, what are we celebrating? Spring. Oh, Spring. Okay. And round 26. Of course. Woohoo! It's I've been, got allergies, so it's not that great, but you know. It's been years since I've worn pink lipstick to celebrate <laughs> the spring. Uh, big show lined up for you today. We're going to get across all the headlines that we've had from the world of rugby league over the last seven days. Uh, we're also going to have a look at the magazine, the Big League magazine, what's in it this week. Uh, have a look at these uh, game by game. We've got a special guest today, Nathan Friend. The tireless hooker for the Gold Coast Titans. What a career he's had. 16 seasons. Um, he has squeezed the lemon and done very well. Uh, have a chat with Nathan today. Chris Kennedy, CK1, as he is affectionately known around here, will give us uh, all our fantasy updates. And we'll also have our update on our fearless predictions, our social media star of the week, and a brand-new competition to announce uh, a little bit later as well. But as we mentioned, uh, lots to talk about from the world of rugby league. Let's go to a couple of big stories first up. Uh, Robbie Farrow, it's been reported. South Sydney Rabbitohs, it's going to happen within the next 48 hours, not the Cronulla Sharks. What are your initial thoughts on that, Maria? Um, I'm happy Robbie will find a club next year. I think it'll be a good move, maybe a bit refreshing for him. He's been at the Tigers for a really long time. I agree. Yeah, it's sad the way everything's panned out, but um, if he can stay in the NRL, that's a good um, outcome, I think. Yeah, I agree. I think... Um, I think South were kind of one of the first clubs that were mentioned when mm. he kind of became available, I guess. Um, so it seems like it makes sense that he would go there. They're in obviously in the hunt for someone to um, fill in there at Hooker. So it seems like a perfect fit. What does it mean for Cameron McGuinness? What does it mean for Damien Cook? Oh, who what? knows? There mm. are so many hookers yeah. on the market. Well, Mitch Rain as well. Mitch Rain is another yeah, one. Yeah. Um, of which which clubs need one? I mean, the Cronulla signed Manai Charrington, who ironically has been in, in the shadows because of Robbie Farrah for yes. so many years at the Tigers. Yes. Um, maybe they would want another sort of more seasoned person. Yeah, in the retirement of I Mick Ennis. Yeah. Um, yeah, who knows? It's a, it's a merry-go-round, and we may not have everyone sitting in their seats until much later on towards 2017. Now, Benji Marshall, he's come out today and said, you know, I'm really comfortable with my decision to knock back $350,000. I don't know. He hasn't got himself a club for next year. Uh, they don't seem to be knocking down his door. In fact, he's knocking down their door. He's ringing up the CEOs and the coaches. Pam, mm. uh, this is almost unprecedented. It's a bit of an odd move, isn't it, to be calling and saying, hey, do you... Do you want me to come to your club next year? But I guess um, I like it's it. what he needs to do. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I guess he's putting himself out there. He's admitted, okay, maybe that was a bad decision to knock back that deal. But, um, I mean, if he wants to keep playing, it's what he's got to do. So I'll, I'll, I'm I'll, sure there would be a spot for him at a club somewhere. 
I love the comment he made. He said, I don't want to be thinking about what, you know, whether I did everything to try and secure exactly. that. Exactly. So, that, one, that yeah. tells me he's very keen to do it. Two, the fact that he's prepared to uh, pick up the phone and make mm-hmm. the calls and then go to the face to face meetings. I think that's really important as well. Yeah. So, the right, he'll connect with the right person. And I mean the coach. He'll connect with the right person. And if it's the right fit, then um, he'll get paid not much. But they'll say, okay, if you can, if we can help you maximise your earnings away from football, mm-hmm. then we're happy to do that as well. I know the Melbourne Storm around. They looked very closely at him when he came back to the NRL because they have such a strong New Zealand contingent down there that are followers of them. They they recognise that Benji Marshall as a draw card would still work for them. Not sure if it still works two years later, but maybe that's an option for him. That'd be a great move, and they have a history of picking up players who you think are sort of in the twilight. Um, and Correct. The thing that I do wonder about though is that through the week they signed five of their young players, re-signed five of their young players. Um, Nelson, Asaf Solomona, Jess yep. Blair, Felice Kafusi, Kenny Bromwich, and Mark Nichols. Yeah. So you got to think that's going to take up a little bit of salary cap space. Uh, yes. They won't it, need it, much for Benji though. That's if he's true, desperately yeah. trying to find a club. So. Yeah. And you do get. Well, he. You do get. Still get the marquee player allowance. Is that around? Yeah, yeah I think yeah, so. But yeah. that's only. Yeah. Like that would be swallowed up. Two hundred grand. By, or something like of that. course, yeah. they've By got a lot of marquee players. Uh, Slater Smith Cronk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Really interesting. The wild card in all of this is Billy Slater. Yeah. Yeah. He is the complete wild card. He, you would think he's in there when you throw marquee in there. He'd be in there at one one point two on their salary cap. They haven't had him all year. Injured round one. He, from all reports, is very keen to come back to the National Rugby League. Do you know what else, though? He started writing his autobiography last week. Dun, 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 dun. Which is interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, of course, they, you know, he wants to wait till February to see how it goes and all that. But uh, Yes, he wants to wait till February. Yes. The Melbourne Storm, you say, oh, what if he gets to February and goes, you know what, it's no good. And they go, well, hang yeah. on a minute. We've we'll missed, we'll missed out on this player, yeah. this player, this exactly. player. Exactly. Yep. Um, in saying that, you would have to think that they would have worked a post-football uh, uh, career into something for Billy there, Definitely, whether it yeah. be back in Queensland. I know he's got all sorts of commercial arrangements mm-hmm. um, up there in Queensland as well. So um, I'll have to wait and see that one. Uh, minor Premiership, $100,000. Speaking of the Melbourne Storm, Matt Tripp came out and said, it's embarrassing when you compare mm-hmm. it to the AFL. And it's not necessarily the fact that People need more money to have further incentive to win the minor premiership. It's a prestige thing. It's a, hey, we're a fully professional competition and this is what you win. $100,000, it's chump change in my opinion. Yeah. I think, what do they get for the Auckland Nines as well? So the 370 if you win it. Yeah. So mm, doesn't really add up there, does at it? All. Like not at all. Not at over all. 26 rounds to kind of get that prize at the end of it. I know it's not the ultimate prize and I know that's obviously not what they're um, kind of aiming for, but it is a nice little incentive to finish at the top. I feel like it's just, it's a very typically rugby league story where someone says something and some other people take it and now it's gotten here. Like, did they care last year? Did they care the year before that? Why is this a thing? If they had a problem with it, why don't they go to the NRL? Why are we talking about this? Yeah, but if it's care. problematic, does it matter if it, it wasn't raised last year? You I know. suppose, but but what people take things and run with them and they get so angry about them and I feel like there's a solution if everyone just stops for a minute and calms down and doesn't bag it constantly and goes into meetings and it'll be okay. It's going to be okay. It, it will be okay, but unless you make noise, what do they say? The, squeak, the yeah. squeaky wheel gets the oil. Yeah. So mm-hmm. from that point of view, I understand why they're doing it. Um, and I think it should be upped as well. See, if it's $400,000 to win the comp, then 
you get a return on that anyway because you sell a lot of T-shirts, you sell a lot of memberships, and people yeah. turn up to your games the next year. So you actually get your revenues out of winning a comp. Yeah. You don't like no one ever bought a minor premiership T-shirt. <laughs> oh. Well, come on. Cronulla <laughs> no. fans will. You don't reckon? That's yeah, a good but point. That's, it's but a little don't bit have, different. They don't have premiership T-shirts. <laughs> Just kidding, Sharkies. Not yet anyway. Not yet. Five weeks away. <laughs> Settle down. <laughs> Settle down. Speaking of Sharkies, let's segue into that one. Andrew mm-hmm. Fafita, Strikeforce Raptor, has been in contact with him and said, look, um, consorting with criminals. Look, it's... It's just an unwanted headline at a time when yeah. we should be focusing on the footy. Yeah, and I think he, they've just kind of – he's kind of come out and said, oh, I think – no, the CEO said um, – yeah. yeah, right, just said, oh, you know, he keeps in contact with, you know, a lot of his friends and family and things like that from the West people that he grew up with. So um, it is what – you just don't need that kind of headline, I guess, at this, at this time of the year, but I don't really think it's anything to fuss about. Hey, where are we going to play the semifinals? Because oh. ANZ Stadium is potentially booked. We know that Suncorp Stadium is booked. Um, we've got that Saturday night game. Uh, that's the Swans up against the GWS side. Uh, up at Suncorp, there's a Saturday night game. It's the Wallabies up against the Springboks. It would seem that the Broncos are going to get that Saturday night semifinal spot. So they're going to have to move that. Then they're going to have to move whoever was supposed to get the Sunday spot. And they're going to have to move that again. So... We're all over the place at the mm, moment. All over the place. And um, uh, there was talk of maybe a double header. Um, well, in, hypothetically, uh, Sharks Raiders and Bulldogs Penrith at Allianz. Yes. But the last time they did a double header at Allianz, yes. not a lot of people went. That was 2013. And I think the NRL said... Was it that far ago? Yeah. I think the NRL said, oh, don't know if we'll give this a go again. Right. Um, but I wouldn't mind a double header. I think both those games yeah. would be pretty great. Um, and personally, as a rugby league fan, I'd stick around for both of them. I think most people would. Yeah, value did, for money. W- yeah. Was there mass walkouts? I think who was it? It's, it was that was the Sharks Cowboys yeah. game, wasn't it? When they scored on the yep. seventh tackle, and then it was That's Roosters v Manly, which was a classic four nil. Yeah. To the Roosters. <laughs> I think maybe... No, I no, think, I'm, I'm no it was a classic game. It really was a classic <laughs> game. But, it's just, but when you do no, say it, like 4-0. Yeah, <laughs> was it? But, it, but it was, it was a classic fun. game. It was good. I think it's just hard because people walk in and out and, you know, they go to get food or they, they want to beat the traffic or they want to miss the traffic and you don't get that full sort of stadium the whole way through. Yeah. That's the thing. Who goes to the footy <laughs> to miss the last 10 minutes? Like, yeah. that really yeah, irks me. Unless me you're going to Allianz Stadium and you think, I want to beat the traffic. Like that's I've got to get out of here. Yeah. Yeah. I've told you about my story when we were there on Anzac Day with the kids in the back. We got into the car park at 6 o'clock, got into the car. We left the car park at 7 o'clock. Mm, Can you imagine yeah. the meltdown? Six-year-old and a four-year-old? It's a nightmare. And, of course, my wife, she milked down too as well. So <laughs> it's, it's a tough all round. Uh, tough all round. Uh, some more signings. You mentioned the, the signings of the Melbourne Storm. CSI Avave. Gee, has been good. He has been really He's good. He's been so good this year. I'm surprised year. Manly let him go. I can't believe they yeah. let him go. Um, we Look, they might not just have been able to match the offer, um, which which often happens as well. Isaac DeGoyes, he's talking about squeeze the lemon. He's going to do it again. Yeah. He's going around again, um, which is great to see. Nene McDonald, he's a good pickup. He now, good. He, depending on what you pay for him, of course, mm-hmm. um, and you know when you're at the Dragons now, you probably have to pay a little bit of overs, but I thought he's, his season has been... Very good. And Robbie Rocco. Yeah. This is the interesting one, Pam, because everyone you speak to at the Newcastle Knights has such a rap on Robbie Rocco. And why is he leaving the club? And he's signing a one-year deal with South Sydney. So yeah. do we start thinking Wayne Bennett's going to take him up to the Brisbane Broncos after that year? Did, 
Maybe. Um, I'm not too sure. I think people have a rap on him as well because he is a he's very mature. He's a very mature yeah. person. He's doing civil engineering as well at university. He was considered um, when they were trying to consider the captains at the start of this year yeah. as well. A lot of people thought um, that he might get the nod. Um, but I think his decision was because he wanted to be a part of a a senior playing roster. He didn't feel like he could be a senior player in a club yet. He didn't feel like he's that much of a leader yet. So he wants to be a part of a, a team who has a lot of senior players. Obviously, they do have that at, at South Sydney, Greg Inglis, Sam Burgess, blah, blah, blah. So Robbie Farrer. <laughs> Robbie Farrer now. <laughs> um, yeah, so I guess that's what his decision came down to. So, um, And the one-year deal, I think, was because he's been injured for most of last year and then Broken this year. And yeah, yeah. Um, and he's back, I think, as well. So that was last year. And then this year, I think he's only played nine or so games combined in the last two mm. years. So I think that that's what that was about. He's also Greg Bird's brother-in-law. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know what that means, but anyway. Don't know what that means, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> a trivia. Uh, and finally, Aaron Woods, we mentioned uh, uh, reading today, uh, on a drip. Don't you love a story of a oh. player on gets out of his bed, take rips the drip out, goes yeah. and plays at Leichhardt Oval on mm-hmm. Sunday in yeah. front of thousands of adoring fans. Um, and also, I, I don't know, it always happens around Origin. I'm always like a bit cynical about it, yeah. and I feel then I feel bad about being cynical about it because he probably is really sick. Yeah, but um, I'm just like, oh, you really though? I, I am. Well, mm-hmm. apparently, if you're in hospital and you're on a drip, yeah, like you, you like this. Maria's like, photo, it didn't happen. (laughs) Pics, snap me, Aaron. Yeah, right, right. Well, there you go. So, And apparently he's been going through the club for the last couple of weeks. So Kyle Lovett missed last week and then Curtis Heron implied, but he was crook. Uh, How gross, right? That to me is like the grossest thing about being a a sports player. Because you get what, sick. getting sick? Yeah, because everyone's. It's like being on a cruise ship or something. It's like kindergarten. Yeah, isn't it? once something yeah. happens, it's like being at uni and all of the oh, germs oh. go through all the air conditioning. So once someone sure. gets sick, everyone gets oh, what sick. What a save there from you, Pam Whaley. I was thinking, wow, we're going to get some stories here. Oh my god! And then we went air conditioning. I went. Oh, Let's get back to football, please. Disease. Thank uh, you. Fair enough. It is the Run to the Finals <laughs> podcast, brought to you by Big League Magazine. We're up to round twenty six. We're brought to you by Slater and Gordon. Give them a call. 1-800-555-777. Tickets are now on sale for the Rugby League Experience annual Legends of League Grand Final Cruise. Spend the afternoon cruising Sydney Harbour with great food and drink whilst being entertained by Rugby League legends Tommy Radonagas, Mick Crocker and Mark Spud Carroll. So if you're in Sydney for the Grand Final, why not join in the fun? It's always a great day. For more information or to book, Call us on 1300 885 718 or email the rugby league experience.com.au. Big League Magazine Run to the Finals podcast. We're at round 26. We've got to tell you what's in the Big League Magazine this week. Good place to start was, would be with the editor, Maria Chalice. What's in there, Maria? Yes, I have read them. <laughs> Uh, it was on Tuesday, so my memory is buzzing. No, I'm kidding. Um, good, 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 good stories. Uh, Cameron Munster, Ben Barber dissecting their games, and uh, Gary Belcher says Barber's missed the representative boat, but Ooh. Munster is definitely in line for Queensland, and they're both Queenslanders, which is very annoying, isn't Shocking. it? Because they're great. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, good stories on. Uh, it's Father's Day on Sunday. So if you're going yes. out to the footy or thinking about it, go to Leichhardt. Nice and sunny out there. Um, but talk to a few players about how kids affected their p- careers in a very positive way. Oh, right. Who? who uh, Ryan James, Sam Thiday, Neil Henry, um, up at the Titans. Just oh. give, them, give them another thing to think about other than football all the time. So 
very nice. Yeah, it's a good one. Yeah. It's a good one. And and Father's Day too out at Pepper Stadium too. I think they're dedicating some uh, some of the bays out there to the four guys who were named in their uh, Hall of Fame, the inaugural ones. Oh, yeah. Nice. Uh, yeah, which is a nice uh, nice move as well. All right, let's have a look at some of the games. that. Uh, well, actually, <laughs> let's have a look at all of the games. Uh, all. Starting with the Broncos up against the Roosters on Thursday. Uh, Broncos back in form were very good last week. Very good, very good. Um, through the middle, their forwards were outstanding. Ben Hunt is uh, regaining some form. Anthony Milford was great again. So you'd think at home, last game, um, Corey Parker, farewelling for now, even though he'll play in the finals. Um, you got to go to the Broncos, I think. Yeah, the Roosters as well. They have um, lost Boyd Cordner, Tokiaho as well, um, and they're bringing in Nat Butcher to make his NRL debut, which is pretty Very exciting. exciting. Um, but yeah, Broncos should definitely get the winner home He's here. He's been statistically outstanding oh, in yep. the 20, so definitely good luck to the Broncos in that one. This is interesting. Bulldogs up against the Rabbitohs. The informed team are the team that aren't going to the semifinals. Yeah, um, and I've got to say, Des Hasler and uh, James Graham looked defeated in that press conference after the Cowboys game. Mm. So um, you got to think that he's kicking their butt this week. Um, they need this win heading into the finals. Otherwise, I don't think it's going to be a very good time. They keep saying, well, they said after that game that they don't think that there's a problem with their attack, but I think... You know, I beg to differ, and I think anyone else would kind of beg to differ as well. They just didn't seem to have much potency there to score any points, so they'd want to be fixing that up this week before they take on the Rabbitohs. I'm with you, Pam. I agree with that. No, Sam Cassiano still for the Bulldogs, and Adam Reynolds, he could do a JT to them and kick them off the park. I'm going to go to the mm-hmm. Rabbitohs in that one. Dragons up against the Knights. This is Saturday at UOW Jubilee Oval. Thoughts on this one, Maria? Well, I, I backed the Knights last week and that didn't go very well. Um, no, it didn't. No, but uh, Daniel Safidi and Jacob Safidi make the front row pairing, I think, for the first time this mm-hmm. year. Mm-hmm. Um, and Daniel particularly was very good last week. So I'm really excited to see that. You've got to think, though, um, the Dragons at home, Benji's last game. Ben Cray's not playing. He declined to play, even though he was named this week because he said his knee's busted and he doesn't want to be missing tackles. That's not how he wants to be remembered. Mm. Um but uh, you've got to think the Dragons are going to go out. Yeah, this is one of the strongest lineups that I think Newcastle have put together um, this season, actually. Um, so it's a bit interesting. But yeah, Ben Cray, that is, uh, it's it's really sad, isn't it? He's going to wear the number twelve jersey. I think he's going to warm up with the team, and then he's just going to sit on the bench. He's warmed up with the team the last few weeks. He's just got his suit on. He's out there <laughs> trying to do it. Like, seriously, great club man. Really uh, unfortunate yeah. for him. Of course, Benji Marshall last game for the Dragons as well. I think the Dragons win it. Short turnaround, though, for them on that one. This is huge. Cowboys, Titans. It's at 5.30 up at 1300 Smile Stadium. Uh, Pam, how do you see this one playing out? Um, I think, well, no Matt Scott. So that's really big for the Cowboys. Um, and then Jonathan Thurston apparently has tonsillitis or something like that, so may not play. Um, but as we talked about earlier, he might get a rest if they jump out to a mm. lead. Titans obviously need to win if they want to make the finals, and I think they definitely can. Um, yeah, but I'm going Cowboys here. Yeah, I think the Titans can win, um, but the Cowboys at home, too strong, I think. The only team to beat them were the Storm, and Thurston wasn't playing, so. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I'm, I'm with you. I think the Cowboys uh, win that one as well. Uh, on the assumption that Jonathan Thurston is playing. Mm-hmm. On the assumption that Jonathan Thurston is playing. Now, for the minor premiership, $100,000. Uh, Storm <laughs> up against the Sharks. This is 7.30 at Amy Park. Maria? We do keep saying the Storm don't usually put two bad games back to back. They did uh, a couple of weeks ago. Um, but at home, final game, you've got to think they will 
win the mm. minor premiership. Mm. Yeah, the Sharks, um, even though... Were they back? Yeah. Were they back last year? No. 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 no, I don't think so. Okay. Um, I think when they're on, everyone is playing really well and there were a couple of players that didn't quite reach their their personal standard, I think. Um, so, yeah, I think Melbourne will get this one. Peel the paint from the wall, from what I understand. Craig Bellamy at halftime Can and full-time. Can you imagine full time being and, on the end of that? And apparently there were grown men walking out of the dressing shed at the end of the game thinking, whoa, this is too intense. I expect the storm to bounce back, and bounce back strongly. <laughs> this is massive. Father's Day Sunday, like Chart Oval, it's the Tigers up against the Raiders. Depending on previous results, it could be Raiders going for top two, Tigers going for top eight. Whichever way you look at it, it's going to be a top game. It's going to be great. Um, yeah, there's been a lot of there have been a lot of stories about uh, the Raiders potentially resting players mm. if the top two is uh, not up for grabs. Um, I'd love to see two full strength teams. Yep. Hopefully, Aaron Woods recovers. Full heel at Leichhardt. I don't even know. I tip the Raiders. They do have a good um, record against them. They were down 22 nil uh, against the Tigers at Leichhardt Oval and yeah. came back and won 30 to 22. Was that last? I season? was at that game. Yeah, yeah that was yeah. crazy and, um, game. Mm. Crazy. So the last time, the last time they played Sam Williams was at halfback. They lost 60 to six. The West Tigers. So, oh wow, there you go. That's a bit of a stat. Um, there's a bit of a talk that Robbie Farah might play in this game as well. What? Right? No. Yeah, I've seen. I've seen that around. I've seen that around. So maybe, maybe that's going to happen. Um, if it does, I don't know if it's going to make that much of a difference. I yep. think the Raiders are still going to get a win here. Uh, I would be very surprised if that yeah. happened. But no, we'll that's definitely a rumour. That's around. An hour before kickoff. Uh, it's one of those Twitter rumours, like, you know, where we don't believe things on Twitter. We spoke I to think that it was in CK the paper. Money. Have you guys read the paper? Um, some publications, yes. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go for the Raiders, uh, full-strength Raiders side. Unfortunately, I think the Tigers' brave run at the end of the season is going to just fall short. Would be a different story if James Tedesco was playing, I reckon. Mm-hmm. Warriors versus Parramatta is the four o'clock game and it's coming out at, well, six o'clock local time out of Mount Smart Stadium. Oh, I don't know about the Warriors. I imagine being a Warriors fan. Seriously. It's terrible. I tip the Warriors just because I think now that there's nothing on the line, they'll oh. probably play really well. But um, the Eels, um, they could they could beat them. They have a great record against them. They played really well last week. They did? Yeah. They love uh, playing at Mount Spot too. Yeah, I'm going the Eels here. I have no faith left in the Warriors. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm going for the Eels too because I think they deserve to win mm-hmm. their last game in what I think is a toss of the coin game. Panthers up against the Seagulls. Now, the Panthers, they are, I know they won by one point, but they are going very well leading into a semi final series. The big out, Regan Campbell Gillard, he is a loss. Yeah, that was unfortunate for him. Um, and he won't get to play his first final series, which is a bit sad. Mm. Um, yeah, the Seagulls, I just think, too much fire power on the um, sidelines, unfortunately. And um, this should actually be a really good game. I have great memories of Panthers Manly. They seem to play the last game of the season a lot. Uh, you got to think the Panthers will win. Yeah, I think the Panthers will win here too, but I agree. I think it'll be a really good game. I think um, that Manly, even though they've kind of stopped and started all this year, they can still put together a pretty decent performance and they probably will do so to finish off their season. They're pretty proud. They're pretty proud people out there. Yeah. The Panthers to win. Uh, Tommy T to have another great game and to push his way into a Four Nations squad at the mm-hmm. end of the year, pending operation on his ankle because uh, he definitely needs that. There you go. That's the Big League magazine for this week. Check it out. At all good news agents, even the bad ones have it. Welcome back to the Big League magazine Run to the Finals podcast. We're at round 26. There are massive games everywhere, girls, but I eh, maybe it does get a little bit... The game on Saturday night, the Cowboys up against the Titans, a chance for the Cowboys to maintain their position 
in the top four and the chance for the Titans to confirm that they will be in the top eight. It, mm-hmm. Massive implications for both clubs. One of the stars for the Titans will be Nathan Friend. It potentially, potentially could be his last game of professional rugby league. Let's see how he's preparing for the game. G'day, Nathan. <laughs> um, <laughs> hey, guys. What a doubt. Have you thought about the, the possible outcomes to this one, Nathan? Yeah, I have. You know, uh, obviously, once you uh, say you're retirement, retiring, um, you know, you look towards the end and um, you hope that it doesn't uh, ever end. But, uh, you know, it has to one day. And um, hopefully it ends with, uh, you know, with a smile on my face and we do uh, obviously move forward beyond this week. I'd be, I'd be uh, you know, more than happy. Obviously, I've had a, a very fortunate career that I've had 240-odd games and, uh, you know, played 15-odd years. So I can't uh, look back and go, oh, you know, what could it be? Nathan, I've heard a rumour that the key to long longevity for you has been fermented vegetables. True, <laughs> <laughs> true or oh, not true? Perfect, perfect. Yes, true. Yeah. No, I reckon. No, to be honest. Um, you know, obviously, my my early days in my career was, uh, you know, bulk up uh, on the pastas and all the rest of it, the high carbs. But uh, you know, certainly. Uh, since I moved to the coast and under Billy Billy Johnson, and he, you know, he said just have an apple a day, and um, that was as much <laughs> supplements that we used to have. And uh, yeah, I've kind of taken that route um, just with natural food since then. And you know, it's the best I've ever felt, um, especially going to NZ. And you know, I'm 35 now, and you know, I, I go to train and I'm still at the front of all the young guys. So you know, my health wise, I'm feeling great. But uh, you know, it's time to move over and let the young guys through. Nathan, um, I'm the serious journalist here, so let's move to the game on the weekend. Um, yeah, cool. Yeah. Obviously, um, the Cowboys have been regaining their form slowly. Um, what have you guys sort of identified as the key to um, overtaking them and, and beating them and getting in the eight? Um, I guess they're, they're more than just a one-man band these days. Uh, they've got two JTs now, so... Um, yeah, the other guy, he's uh, he's a bit of a wrecking ball in the middle and uh, so is his uh, teammates, you know, around the middle. So, uh, I mean, we didn't uh, do so great um, defensively last weekend around the middle. Uh, and that's an area that we really need to, to tie up if we're trying to contain, um, you know, the role that uh, JT will, will take if they get a bit of momentum through the middle. So, um, yeah, tough team to contain all over the park, to be honest. But, uh, you know, I'm quite positive that, uh, you know, the, the team that we have um, that have done so great uh, all year, there's no reason why we can't uh, step it up a gear. You know, it's a, it's a tough load, obviously, up to Townsville. But uh, there's no reason why we can't come away with the uh, biscuits. I think I read somewhere that there's a new player that's come to your team over the last couple of weeks. His name's Jared Hain. Um, heard of him. I just press red and apparently he pops up everywhere, so it's just very exciting. How's he been? Uh, how's he been, Nathan? How's he fitted in within the playing group and how's the playing group responded to Jared? Um, I guess initially he was a little bit quiet. You know, he had a, had a lot of media uh, towards him, so he probably didn't see the true Jared Hain, but, uh, you know, He's certainly a lot boisterous now after after being there for three weeks and uh, just being himself, which is you know fantastic. But uh, you know he's uh, he's trained at fullback all week this week, and um, you know it's exciting to see what uh, you know what he can do with the ball in hand, and hopefully uh, we give it to him um, at the right time on the weekend. And you know he sees a little bit of space and um, you know, shows us what he's you know certainly capable of. You know you, you got to think that he's only had four or three games back in now 
in our game, and um, you probably can't expect too much from him. But uh, you know, a man with his talents, I'm sure he'll uh, he'll hopefully produce something on the weekend that'll you know get us over the line. There's another guy in your team that's been in the news a little bit in the past few days, Ryan James. Yeah. Um, for <laughs> maybe the wrong reasons, but what's he kind of like away from the field? Like he seems like obviously he plays really aggressive and things like that. But what's he? He's not really like that in person, is he? No. Well, what are you what are you trying to implement? You know, <laughs> he goes he's, around uh, just like <laughs> you know. Just, you know I, he's not a cheap shot or anything like that. You know, it's um, yeah. There's no malice certainly within that tackle that you're talking about. And you know, although you know at training we we call him the quiet factor and all the rest of it. You know, just <laughs> to dig him, to dig him. But um, you know, he, he's just a gentle giant, and I guess he's probably just not aware of how strong he is. You know, I guess he calls upon that when he's uh, and he's attacking opponents' lines, and that's why he scored so many tries. But he'll tell us that. But um, <laughs> you know, he's uh, you know he's just a humble guy and uh, really quiet. But uh, you know, it's just unfortunate, I guess, that uh, you know he's been in a couple incidents this year that have you know caused uh, injury to the opponents that you know have been you know three or four weeks, which is unfortunate. What's this one? Three or four months, you know, and that's just part of our contact sport and. Now, I'm sure he doesn't, you know, put that on his hip sheep. You know, I'm going to come out and, you know, break someone's back or, you know, someone's jaw today. You know, that's just not right. But, you know, it's just unfortunate. I feel sorry for the guy. Um, in more positive news, uh, Ash Taylor's been a revelation for you guys this season. Um, he's so young, but he seems so confident. Does he carry that himself that way around training and, and just around you guys? He certainly did. Well, these are hard-hitting questions, you know. This is great. Um, you know, he's <clears throat> the true journalist. No, he's, um, he's he's been great for us. You know, I, I spoke to the journalist uh, at the start of the year, and um, they asked me if there was a you know, young prodigy that uh, you know thought that that may make the grade this year or beyond. And um, yeah, Ash was the guy I put forward because um, you know I've seen his talents. You know, his kicking game is unbelievable. Um, you know, his knowledge of the game and just his awareness, you know, his eyes up and, and takes the opportunity when it comes. And um, obviously his opportunity uh, presented itself a little bit earlier than uh, than the club thought and he thought. And uh, as you say, you know, he's battling a few injuries, but, you know, you couldn't tell, you know, the young fellow goes in and gets needles. That just shows, um, you know, his mentality for such a young age. I want to ask you about your tip sheet. Uh, you mentioned tip sheet there. And, and the, the change, Nathan, from you know coming in as a youngster and now 15 seasons later, all the things you've learned about being a professional and about preparing yourself on the mental side of things going into games of football. Oh, geez. Um, yeah, look, uh, well, you know, I'm, I'm very fortunate, I guess. I, I don't uh, get that nervous. You know, obviously, I, I feel a few butterflies um, before kickoff, but mm. um, beyond that, you know, I've been very fortunate that way in, in preparing mentally um, for a game. You know, and obviously, I don't, uh, I don't watch too much football. Um, kind of keep myself away from that. You know, just watch, um, you know, the EDLs when they when they when we cut up footage of of the teams for that week. So it just keeps me fresh. Um, obviously, I, I try to keep myself uh, occupied outside of football. Um, to keep myself, um, you know, fresh for football. Um, but mentally, um, yeah, focus upon what needs to be done, tip sheet wise, uh, when we're when we're in as a, as a team doing video. But uh, you know, outside of that, mate, I, I take it pretty easy, enjoy family time, and and that seems to be a really good balance for me. Nathan, obviously the Titans have been a huge part of your life as well. Are you happy with kind of where the club is going and where they've got mm. to, and how you'll be leaving it? 
Uh, yeah, obviously when I when I arrived, I arrived with uh, you know thirty new guys that uh, the accompaniment of state and. Um, you know, we, we had a really good nucleus. Um, they put a really good team together and um, all, all those older guys kind of had a fair bit of experience. And, um, you yeah, under the guidance, as I said, of Billy Johnson early on, you know, he, he made us mentally tough and, you know, prepared us for the major semi in 2010. So we had a fair bit of success early on. And um, obviously I left in 2011 and I, I could see what was happening to the club. Unfortunately, it wasn't great um, from upstairs people in charge and um, I moved away and I seen what was happening to the club which was you know I was sad looking aboard and um, seeing how it was you know obviously unfolding but um, you know it was good I spoke to Neil Henry I could see that uh, the club were obviously going to rebuild um, this year and beyond and I said you know it'd be great to be a part of it once again because I've obviously been there with the success at the start and um, you know that's, that's kind of how we we started our conversation and you know it led me to, to come here and um, you know, it's been great being a part of a team that uh, has got a fair bit of youth um, and there's going to be a few older guys that, uh, you know, Neil's obviously brought, brought into the club last year, but, you know, they're going to be around for a couple more years to, uh, you know, help out uh, bringing the young guys through. Um, but, you know, beyond this year, you know, they've brought obviously a couple of new recruits this year. But, uh, you know, hopefully after a uh, you know, good off-season, they'll, uh, they'll fit in well. Um, he, he's a lighter one. Um, you know, no, November's going to start. Um, everyone's going to be killing themselves at training. What will you be doing? <laughs> um, I may have to sit on the hill as an observer and uh, <laughs> just to see how everyone's going, um, you know, and, and maybe throw, throw a few things out there. I might get the microphone out and, <laughs> and uh, throw a few things out there. But no, I look at November. Um, uh, yeah, look, I, I said to 40, you know, I, I might come and join in and, and do a few hills with with a oh, few of the boys crazy. occasionally, you know, just to, just to see where I'm at, just to, just to keep in the loop. Um, but no, look, I, I'm probably going to venture into the building trade and, and get back to laying bricks and some solid rendering and um, that'll be my call. But, you know, I certainly like to help people through uh, nutrition and food. So I'll be trying to get my uh, friendies fuel online going, that's for sure. Bricklaying, they earn a fortune these days, those blokes. So, uh, mate, well, you, yeah, you know, there, there's no one silly enough to do it. So, <laughs> uh, hence the reason, yeah. you know, it's a, it's a very demanding and physical job, but, um, you know, it's not one that lasts a lifeline. But if you can get in, yeah, for sure. Uh, you'll, you'll do well, uh, no doubt about it, Nathan. From the baby Broncos to the tenacious Titans, it's been an incredible career. Good luck this Saturday. Good luck through the semifinals, uh, and, and hopefully you do go that far. And uh, congratulations on an outstanding career. And thanks very much for joining uh, the Big League Magazine Run to the Finals podcast. Mate, it's been a pleasure. Thanks for having me on. There he is, Nathan Friend, uh, looking for a big game Saturday night up against the Cowboys. Let's start talking fantasies now. Fantasy football. Uh, what? Fantasy football. You know where I, that's what I do. Uh, we do it with CK1. Oh, if we had some music here, you'd cue music. Uh, Chris Kennedy from NRL.com, our fantasy guru. G'day, Chris. Happy to be here talking some fantasies with you, Jimmy. <laughs> what? We'll just update the listeners on what you have been doing whilst you were awaiting this call. Well, uh, I was expecting a call about 10 minutes ago, so I spent the interim uh, diligently reading some fantasy stats online, which is what I do with pretty much all of my spare time, actually. Wow. It was, it was Jimmy's fault, FYI. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I- 
Chris, it always is. So, uh, <laughs> hey, now this is this is literally the pointy end of the season. This is when uh, the stats, uh, the the fantasy comp actually finishes at at round twenty six. Are we suspecting any upsets? Is it a um, is there a chance for multiple winners? Um, I don't think so, but it's um, yeah, it's that time of year where all the, the overall coaches are pretty much run out of trades and you're struggling towards the finish line and you, um, I guess you take a bit of a pun on your captain if you need to make up some ground and, and try and think outside the square a little bit with what resources you have left. Is this the week that you would uncaptain Cameron Smith and captain someone else then? Ooh. That's crazy. Well, only if you really needed to gamble. Although on that note, I do quite like Jack DeBellin this week because um, Tyson Frizzell in massive doubt and uh, and Tarek Sims also out. So he's the do-everything man in the back row for the Dragons there. And even though there could be a fair few tries on offer, um, being the Knights and uh, they could spend a little bit of time standing behind the goalposts, uh, I think Jack DeBellin's going to have a fair bit of work to do in that game. Um. If you've got trades left, Jack Bird had a pretty bad game last week. Do you think you should drop him or keep him for this big game against the Storm? Um, I'd definitely be looking to move him on. It was a uh, it was a little bit weird to see a fairly attack-minded centre score zero points in 80 minutes when your team gets, I think it was 37 points for the match. Um, maybe a tiny little bit of an injury thing with his shoulder going on there, but yeah, quite a few missed tackles and no attacking stats. So um, getting those attacking players. I think Jared Croker, who we talked about a little bit lately, but mm. Tyron Peachy a couple of tries as well. Mm. The Panthers is in absolutely red-hot form as well, so he could be one to take a punt on in your centre position. So, Chris, how much do you scour newspapers and big league magazines to find out about injury concerns? Because that was really interesting. Big back page yesterday about uh, Jack Bird and, and the shoulder problems that he's... He didn't say it was an excuse, but he said it contributed towards his um, drop-off in form since State of Origin. Yeah, it's an interesting one. You really need to be across all the um, the various little niggles that all the um, the important players have got as a fantasy coach. But you can almost get yourself a little bit too invested in it, and then every single whisper you hear on Twitter, you're like, "Oh no, someone's out. I better take them out of my team." You, you sort of need to put the uh, the quality filter over all the information you get as well, and, and not sort of overreact to every little whisper that someone might be in doubt. Well, you're saying things on Twitter aren't real. Well, what? My, what? my Twitter feed is very reliable. <laughs> I'm sure, but yeah, there, there may be there may be the odd little scurrilous Twitter rumor that could be uh, just as easily discarded. There is a Twitter rumour, though, that oh, apparently, yeah. well, it was in the paper as well, <laughs> but Jonathan Thurston has tonsillitis and is in a little bit of doubt. What should people do there? Should they hang on to him or maybe... Yeah, the... The Courier Mail types are saying that he's uh, struggling a little bit, even though he's uh, fit physically, he's got a little bit of tonsillitis. Uh, I'd probably be aiming to not include him just because um, he's a massive candidate for a rest um, up there. It depends, sort of, we don't really know yet who's playing for what, um, but if the Cowboys do get out to a big early lead against the Titans and they lock up a top four spot and they're, you know, 20, 30 minutes to go, then he could easily come off for an early shower. So Mm -hmm. for that reason alone, I'd sort of be a little bit cautious about first this week. Something I always wonder um, in terms of who you're benching this week, do you try and pick players who are going to play in what you think will be an attacking game or a defensive game in terms of getting those big points? Good question. Yeah, great question. I think for the um, for the attack-minded players, you want to look for those open games. So we talked about Jared Croker potentially at Leichhardt. That could be an attacking sort of game. Maybe um, Parramatta versus the Warriors. You, you guys like Semir Adradra might have a little bit of open space. But then for your, your middle forwards, you want those close grafting games. So the minor premiership on the line down in Melbourne, guys like Cameron Smith, uh, Paul Gowan, Andrew Fafita, who get a lot of uh, tackles and runs in the middle of the field could be the go. So it sort of depends uh, what the type player is as to what type of game you, you think 
favours them. So as an extension of that, do you look at then team form and and wonder how that might impact on a player? Very much for the um, for players like the the halves and the outside backs who who cash in on good team form. Right. Um, interesting one at the moment, Daly Cherry Evans, because you wouldn't say Manly's going amazing, but because of the inconsistency with his halves partners, he's had to do a lot more of the like pretty much shouldering the the lone playmaking burden. And he ended up with four try assists against Canberra last week and a, and a try backing up as well on his way to 74. So even though Manly's not doing great, someone who's extremely dominant like Daly Cherry Evans can still pop out some good scores. And what about Aaron Woods? He was the uh, stats winner from round 25. A try assist, a line break assist, uh, a line break, a try as well, mm. uh, 185 metres. But he's been in hospital on a drip. Mm. Yeah, I know. It's uh, Well, I mean, he may end up with the number seven on his back in the future if he keeps playing my prize like he, uh, like he has been. He actually didn't have a lot of tackling to do in that game, uh, Aaron Woods, just with the, the way the game panned out, but close to 200 metres as well. Um, I think with the... Um, again, it depends on what happens... Um, with the Titans on, on Saturday night. If the Titans win and the Tigers aren't playing for anything come Sunday, that may affect Aaron Woods' uh, workload and responsibilities. But if the Titans lose to the Cowboys, the Tigers are then, they need to beat the Raiders to get into the finals. You'd think Aaron Woods being the skipper is just going to do absolutely everything in his power to drag them over the line and then play as many minutes as possible. I think there wasn't that much tackling in that game via the Warriors. A lot of people standing around waiting for video ref decisions. So, uh, <laughs> so we, can put, we can put that down. Hey, so Okay, one. thanks very much for that. Good luck for you for the finish of the season. Hope it goes well. And, and uh, just to let you know here, Team Big League uh, from the podcast are actually jumping in for the semifinals. Uh, Going to start up our own comp or get involved in this, uh, this fantasy league. And so um, we're coming to get you, mate. That's outstanding news. And, yeah, I'd love to be involved. All right. We'll make sure that that happens. Uh, Chris Kennedy there from NRL.com. Great to have him on the program. Radio Hub is Australia's premier podcasting facility. With high-quality sound equipment and production services, Radio Hub is a one-stop shop for all your podcasting needs. So, if you're ready to jump into the exciting realm of podcasting, contact Radio Hub on 0402 870 900 or email info at radiohub.com.au. All right, just about wrapping it up here on the Run to the Finals podcast brought to you by Big League Magazine. We're at round 26. Right now we've got to get our fearless predictions, our social media star of the week, and a brand-new competition that we're announcing, Maria. That's exciting. Very exciting. Okay. Yay, us. (laughs) Buy more mags. (laughs) Buy more mags because you'll get a chance to... Go to the grand final. Wow. It's a a grand final experience for two people um, where you get accommodation and uh, transfers. Transfers? uh, Yep. Where's the accommodation at the Novotel? So the transfer is... Look, the grand's over there. It's right there. Uh, have a little walk. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, enjoy the atmosphere. It's going to be great. Uh, it, it will be <laughs> awesome. Uh, so there you go. That prize will announce how to uh, go on the chance to win that uh, very shortly, but it might have something to do with the podcast, I think, and listening to it, which is uh, we'd encourage you to do. Uh, Social media star of the week, Pam, do we have a nomination? Yes. So uh, Dan Hunt, a good friend of Big League, he has started a, um, I don't know, a, a movement, I guess you'd call it. It's called the Mental Health Movement. So he started a, um, yeah, I already said movement, but it, it's it's kind of a hashtag. It's hashtag start the conversation. So he's got a lot of um, different NRL players and things like that cool. to kind of hashtag start the conversation to kind of bring a bit of awareness to um, mental health. So a bunch of different guys have already done it. Josh Dugan, um, Joel Thompson, things like that there. So we think I think that's great. I think start the conversation. The more awareness that we can bring to mental health issues 
the better. So good on you, Dan. I think the NRL have a number of, uh, at each club, a number of people who have nominated themselves as the... Uh, Beyond State Ambassadors. State of Mind. Oh, that's State right. Of yeah, that's yeah. what it is, yeah. And uh, I think Darius Boyd's the guy at the Broncos. And yeah. um, I think a couple of clubs have uh, a number of people, a uh, yep. number of players who do it. Yep. So great initiative. Well done, NRL. Well done, uh, Dan Hunt, too, and the uh, social media star of the week. Star. Uh, now, fearless predictions. Just to go back to the table... Well, it's not really a table. It's just Maria's just put it here on the rundown. We've I'm been through this. this. Yeah, I got I into journalism. I cannot use Excel. <laughs> I can't do maths. That's okay. So, um, it says I'm on 2.5 and you're on 2, Pam, but aren't you on 2.5 as well? I thought so too, <laughs> I but I forgot anyway, to update well, it. Apparently I did something so, wrong uh, last week. Go. Now we've got that updated. Yeah. Uh, Maria, uh, languishing, I think, is the word. Looking for at uh, 1.5. I just need one. I just need one win. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, just, uh, just I think one will... Just about secure it. Someone mm-hmm. here. Uh, <laughs> just going back to last week. Uh, now, Pam, you said Jack DeBellin would make 60 tackles plus 50 tackles for Jack. So just let you down. Jack a let bit. me down a little bit, but <laughs> that's all right. It's still a good effort. Uh, Maria, <laughs> this was crazy. You said Newcastle would win. Yes, I did. Yeah, you're not even a Newcastle fan, and there you go. No. Oh, no? well, I mean, I love him. Yeah, you love them, but but when you run last, I think everyone loves them, don't they? Yes, like yeah, go, oh, it's easy to, the to like the yeah. losers. So maybe they can have a win this week um, against the Dragons. I said that David Nofaluma would run for 180 metres. He ran for 140 metres. Ha! <laughs> the delight in <laughs> yeah. your voice. Yeah, it's, be- it's better if you lose. I don't care yeah, about exactly. it. Yeah, exactly. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't yeah. know why people think that. Yeah, it's uh, lovely. It's, it's always <laughs> the case. All right, so let's go. Round 26. Maria? Start us off. What's your fearless uh, prediction? My fearless prediction is Benji's last game for the Dragons, as we know. Doesn't yes. have a club for next year. Yes. I think he will make three try assists in a show of attacking brilliance. Um, harking back to the old days of Benji. Showcasing himself for the 2017 season. Exactly. There Benji's back for the 25th time. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> there we go. Three try assists for Benji Marshall is your fearless prediction. So there you go. I know Benji listens to the podcast. So there you go, Benji. Pressure's on. Uh, Pam? <laughs> Mine is that this is pretty fearless. I think that Manly are going to beat the Panthers what? on Sunday. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. Fearless. Just, just got fearless. a feeling. Okay. Yep. Just got, got a, a feeling, feeling about the Seagulls. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've got some feelings about the Seagulls. Uh, <laughs> we won't get into them right here, right now. Um, what I'm going to do right now is oh, my fearless prediction. Yeah, here yeah. we go. Uh, I'm going to give you uh, the semifinals for next week. Uh, this is who's okay. going to be playing. Okay. So it'll is be this. Is this fearless or is this a. Uh, this is fearless. There's a number of results have to go my way okay. for this to happen. Sure. So the Storm will beat the Sharks and therefore they'll play the Cowboys week mm-hmm. one. And the Raiders will beat the Tigers and therefore they'll have a semi final week mm-hmm. one. So they'll play the Sharks down in Canberra. And then the Broncos will play the Titans. So even though the Titans lose to the Cowboys, they will still qualify for the eight. And that'll be uh, the game there. And then the other game will be the Panthers who beat. Manly on Sunday night will play the Bulldogs who finished seventh. So the Panthers have the home game. So the, it will be the Panthers home game, but the Panthers have to play that home game at ANZ Stadium, which is the home game of the home ground of the Bulldogs. So it's all very confusing. Yeah, okay. um, and we don't know when that will be because there's a, another game on there on Saturday night. So that's the semifinals. Uh, okay, all and right. That's, that's okay. a prediction. What do you think? That's pretty fearless. Uh, yeah. It's all right. <laughs> You're so underwhelmed by all the fearless <laughs> predictions that I make. Anyway, hopefully you weren't underwhelmed by the podcast. Great to have you listening. Hope you've enjoyed it. It's been the Big League Magazine Run to the Finals podcast. Thank you, Maria. Thank you, Pam. Oh, you're welcome. Have a great regular week. Fairy tales. We might see the giant fairy tale of all time. Melbourne scored. Melbourne scored in the corner. One kick. One moment in time. It looks. Yeah.